So today we're on the theme, as you have heard, of um, giving. And I did speak about this last year, and I think the fact that I spoke about uh, hilarious givers uh, was such a, a, an amazing phenomenon to think of a, somebody who was born in the far north of Scotland talking about hilarious givers, that I got the job to speak on this subject again this year. So, and as you can see on the slide, there's some things that are quite big there, aren't there? Mission, ministry, generosity, and stewardship. And I actually think those things belong together. If we're going to be really missional, we will be people in this congregation, in our life together, who are generous, who think about uh, what our resources can do uh, in this world. And in our Old Testament reading from Malachi, there's the idea of God opening the windows of heaven and, and blessing comes down. And I think that's such a dramatic picture that we could be underneath that blessing and it comes down uh, upon us. Uh, it reminds me of um, a story of a church that had uh, a lot of problems with its building. And you can see uh, some of the problems there. And uh, it was estimated that it would need half a million pounds to repair uh, this old church building. And the church warden, uh, in accordance with, uh, I think in this case, his duties, uh, was showing around a potential donor, a wealthy Christian. And they were walking around and underneath looking up. And suddenly, uh, a piece of the roof fell down and it narrowly missed the donor. And he immediately said, well, oh dear, I can see uh, the problem, uh, I can certainly give 100,000. The church warden looked up to heaven and prayed, Lord, hit him again. <laughs> and I think there are different ways in which God prompts people. Um, hopefully none of us will be prompted in that way uh, this morning. Uh, but last year, looking at uh, the teaching of Paul to the Corinthians, one of the things that came out is we are all involved. Last year we thought, thought about that, and it's really encouraging the way in this past year the giving in the church has increased significantly. Just thinking about how we're involved, how we can give regularly, how we can plan, and to see giving as a privilege. That was one of the things that came out uh, when we looked at what uh, Paul said. And this year... Uh, I want to explore a little bit uh, about the relationship between giving and growing closer to God. I think sometimes we separate those things, but I want to suggest to you that they belong together. And the book of Malachi, this Old Testament prophet right at the end of uh, the Old Testament, uh, he enters into a kind of dialogue uh, between God and the people of Israel. Some questions, some answers which really suggest uh, that the people of Israel had lost out on some important things. And yet they hadn't realized that they had lost out. And God was saying to them, you need to come back, you need to return. And they were saying, well, how do we return? What are we supposed to do? And one of the things uh, that God said was, don't rob me as you return to me, you will return and give. And there's a lot about returning to God 
not only in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament. Uh, here's a great picture, famous picture from Rembrandt of uh, the um, return of the prodigal. And this is about relationship, isn't it, this story? It's about coming back into the embrace of God, to know his love. And it's fascinating to me that the book of Malachi, this Old Testament prophet, actually starts with God's love. It's not about God beating people and trying to get them to do things, uh, but rather that they, through their lives and through their giving, through their community, should experience God. And part of that was the tithes and the offerings in those times, this idea of the 10%. And that was where they were holding back. And it wasn't just they were holding back money, they were holding back themselves. So this is what I'm wanting to say, that we give ourselves. Our memory verse last week was saying, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's a profound thing, isn't it? That the treasure, including the money, is say something about our hearts. So bring in the whole tithe. Bring the treasure, says God. And I will pour out blessing. This is sounding a bit like your pretty healthy prosperity. I... It just doesn't quite sound right. You're saying to us that if we give lots of money, we're going to get lots back. And there are so many poor people out there. This just sounds immoral, Ian. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's a good point. Um, I don't think in um, in Malachi what you see, Beth, is um, that the people are, are promised that they're going to get richer and richer, you know, and really hugely rich. God does say uh, that there will be blessing for the community, and that includes the provision of the things that they need, but primarily. As I read Malachi, it's saying this blessing is God's presence with you. There'll be all sorts of other things, but it is not a prosperity gospel. It's not saying just give this amount of money and all this money will come back to you. It is a challenge, I think, to us not to say it's me and my blessing, me and my goodness. It is us. We will be a blessed people if we give ourselves and we give our money. And we will bless the community. We're, we're in fair trade fortnight, aren't we? As we talked about last week. There's a blessing in thinking about how we use our money for the community. Uh, Mark chapter 10 uh, talks about the account of the rich young aristocrat. We spoke about that earlier in the service. And to me, what comes over there is that young man's treasure, where's your treasure? That young man's treasure was his treasure. It was his money, wasn't it? So he couldn't turn away from that, and he turned away from Jesus instead. It is, it is a desperately sad story, actually. He had to choose to surrender everything, to repent of everything he controlled his life with, and then to turn towards following God on God's terms and not on his but it was too much. He couldn't do it. Sorry to interrupt again, but now you're saying that it's 100% rather than 10% that we're working towards. That seems completely unrealistic. We've all got families to provide for. 
point, isn't it? Can't get away from the power of some of these objections. Um, But maybe we can answer that uh, by saying, yeah, let's think about that young man. Jesus gave him a specific message because of his situation. There are people who receive something very specific from God. Francis of Assisi, I I just go back to him again and again in terms of the story of mission. Um, he just had that specific word, give it away. He was very wealthy, extremely wealthy family. Give it away. And I, I just find it so powerful, that story of Francis and the Franciscan movement, possibly the greatest missional movement across Europe that has ever been back in the Middle Ages. Uh, and to just link this together, he had that specific message, give it away, and out of that came this powerful mission. And other people have had that same sense that it was... Daniel. I just want to uh, sort of attest what you're saying. God is a giver. Principally, he is a giver. He extracts that nature from us. We are made in his image, fearfully and wonderfully. He has put a spirit in us. He's a giver. He gave life. He created. He, he tested Abraham. Will you give Isaac? He tested Jacob. The concept of tithing started with Jacob, Lord, I'll give you everything. I crossed this river with a staff. I now cross back with 180,000 old cattle. So he developed this concept. And what Ian is trying to say, in my spirit, I say, how do we mind God? If he's a giver, I be a giver. It can't be 10 person, which is a pack. Or like Francis of Assisi, 100 person. Some people would say 70, 80. Or it's that heart where my Treasure is not eaten by moth or rust of the earth, but my treasure is to live for the Lord. Here I give to you. You are a giver, so I am a giver. It's a training process. It's a journey. And it's that infinite point we need to reach there and say, Lord, I'm like you, a giver too. Ultimately, he gave the grace of Jesus on the cross. And that's why Romans said, if he did not spare his own son to be butchered on the cross for you and me, how will he withhold anything else? That's why Ian is trying to say we have to be givers to become like God. Am I right? Absolutely. And that really takes us to the, um, uh, the story of somebody who wasn't able to give, but contrasting that with the lady who was a giver, the lady who was poor, and yet Jesus noticed her uh, as somebody who gave so much. In, in absolute terms, it wasn't much. Yeah? That's the fascinating thing, isn't it? That she actually gave a very small amount. But it was her heart that just wanted uh, to give. And so she was better than the people who gave more. Because they just gave perhaps what was left over. But she gave uh, what uh, cost her a great deal. And as Jesus recorded this story of Uh, the the widow who gave the the copper coins. He said, don't be like the people who go around wanting to be noticed. Don't be the people who say, I'm giving. Uh, But rather be like this woman. And then, as Jesus told this story about the woman in the temple, he said, this temple is going to be destroyed. The center of the faith, the, the thing that you see, 
But the example of this woman will never be destroyed. That's so inspiring. Jesus noticed her. And she's part of our story today. Ian, that's fine. It's not really about tithing. I mean, I might be wrong, but in the New Testament, it doesn't say anything about tithing in the New Testament, what I remember. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's a, a very good point. And maybe what we're saying, Lee, is, yeah, there's a guide there in the Old Testament. It, it was a guide for the people of God. But maybe the big message for us today is not about 10%, but is about the challenge of our whole lives. What do we really want in our lives? Do we want this blessing of God? And what did Jesus say? It is more blessed to give than to receive. So in giving, we are blessed. That's the blessing. So however much it is, let's make it something serious. Let's not be like the young aristocrat who went away without the blessing. Jesus loved him. He wanted him to follow, but he wasn't prepared for that. We've got challenges in our church community. We actually trusting God to provide for us and stepping out in faith, knowing that he has our backs. Yeah. Um, and that absolute utter trust in God to provide, because he promises to provide for us. And I think that... Mm. Yep, yep. Yeah, and there have been people who have found this to be true. And so maybe as we're going into another year, there's things we would like to see. We want to see this extra buildings here, don't we? Because there's so much to be done in our community. We want to see a children's worker. There's so much need in our community that could be reached by... Uh, more people being able to, to give. And so I believe God wants to say this to us this morning. Don't try to do things on your own, even giving of money, but trust, as Mandy says. Open up your lives, open up our lives, and our giving to God, perhaps in a new way, taking more steps as a community. It's not just about any individual, but it is together as a community, in relationship with God, so that God will pour out his blessings on us in the coming year, in new ways, perhaps in ways that we couldn't even imagine.